Vav and Zayin. We're going to do a mimer on Nisuf Hamayin, the pouring of the water. And uh, I don't think we'll be able to do the whole thing, but it's the first half of it is the main part of it that I wanted to see. Kufkaf Vav. Inyan Nisuf Hamayin. Start off. Okay. Okay. Just before the middle. Two more pages. Two more turns. One more. One more. There you go. 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 There you and then the the great joy that they had at the celebration there called Simchas Beis HaShoeva. We don't really find a Simcha like this. The Simcha really took place at the time of the preparation for the pouring of the water, not during the pouring of the water itself. Because it's an interesting thing that that tremendous rejoicing was more around the hachana. Vahalo hayayin. Certainly, when it comes to the pouring of the wine on the mizbeach, that would occur regularly. Hayu omim shira dafka They would the levim. They would sing specifically at the time of the pouring of the wine itself. Below Be'es Havo'as and not when they brought the wine to the Mizbeach, but when they actually poured it there at the time of the Avodah. Belama Nishtana Shiva Samayin. Why is the pouring of the water different? Shekar Hasimcha Haya Be'es Hashiva, where the, the main Simcha took place when they drew the water, the Shiva. That's a preparation for the actual Avodah. And additionally, how come there's no Nisu Hamayim? There's no pouring of the water on Shemini Atzeret itself, just on Sukkot. So that's his question. His main question is, why did they have the Simcha of Simcha's base Hashoeva at the time of hachana, preparation, not at the time of the actual avoda, which would be the nisu hamayim in and of itself. Well, he just raises the question: if there, if you have nisu hamayim through sukkahs, why don't you have it on shmiyanteris? He doesn't really frame the question. Maybe as continuity. It is a yumtif piece neatsma, perhaps you're saying, right? So, why? But there are a lot of connections between Sukkot and Shemini Atzeris, so maybe you'd think the Nisa Hamayim should continue. There's nothing else to be doing. I mean, it's called Shemini, you understand? Right. But it, it isn't the, the Nisa Hamayim the day before the Hamayim is used? You mean the, draw, the drawing of yeah. the water? Yeah. So, so you wouldn't have the drawing on No, but you would. You might have the pouring right. on Shemini Atzeret, which you don't. Right. That's his question. Why is there no need of 
Well, the truth is we're not going to get to that part of the mind where they answer that particular question. <laughs> we'll get to the first part, uh, which talks about the question of why the simcha was done at the time of the hachana, not the time of the avoda. One of these form from Rav Chaim Vital, Isa, it says, It considers there that part of the human personality which is an expression of the Dalati Yasodas, the four foundations which we are made up of, Eshruach, Mayim, and Afar fire, air, water, and earth. It's also brought down in the Balatanya, in the Sefer Hatanya. The Chashiv Sham, Kimin Yesod HaMayim Adam, from the Yesod of water, which is one of the four, in the human being, Nimshach Ahavas HaTa'anugim, from that Yesod comes love of pleasure. Shehamayim megadlin kolmine ta'anugim because water raises and nurtures all different kinds of things. The water plants, water trees, water fields, water orchards. So all kinds of enjoyable things come from the nurturing they get from water. Ein sham devor Look there in his holy words of Rav Chaim Vital. So he's saying that from that yesod of Mayim comes the uh, enjoyment of pleasure in a human being. The Zehaya Iker Inyan Avodas Nisu Hamayim. The Avoda of pouring the water in the Beis Hamikdash was Kedeshe Yiskale Viyoir Besoch Keneses Yisroa. That it would become revealed and it would shine amongst the Jewish people. Bechinas Ava Betaanugi. What is called a great love a delightful love, a love of God's pleasantness and serving HaKadosh Baruch So this Nisu Chamayim, he says, was about awakening the love of pleasure but on the proper side, on the side of Kedusha, uh, to love Avodos Hashem. And that's why this had to come by means of water. To awaken the yesod, the foundation of water, Sheva Adam, which, was in the, which is in the human being. To feel the pleasure of serving God in one's mind and in one's heart. We're trying to tap into that Yisod HaMayim and bring out the love of the of the Lord Hashem through the Avoda of Nisod HaMayim, which connects to that part of the Indian, which brings out pleasure in life. You can go either way. You can go either way. A person can use a tov or use it not a tov. No, that's... Okay, that, that's understood. But So there's something... Uh, I'm just saying with my own thoughts that in there with this whole thing that it, could, it should be a lot of simcha. Yes, a lot of joy in the Buddha session. I'm just going to equate pleasure. But he's talking about simcha of a Buddha session, not just simcha. No, I'm not talking about frivolous simcha. But you know that 
encompasses a lot of Vodas Hashem. I mean, And it's this timing, it's that delight, which motivates him to build the house. So he's thinking about the enjoyment he's going to get from it, and that enjoyment is his motivator in the vineyard. So he begins to prepare all of the things that will take him to that place. So when he is working on the house and building it, that pleasure is there, but it's hidden. And it's his motivator, he's thinking about it, but what's he doing? He's, he's building. He's not jumping up and down for joy. He's building a house. He's got his tools out. But later, when the building is complete, the Yikanes Lasoch, and he goes into it, then he gets the actual enjoyment from the beauty of the house and the beautiful pictures. Ah, also Tainan, that Tainan that he gets in the experience of what he made, it's a returning light. What does it return back to? It goes back to that original enjoyment, that pleasure that was originally awakened in his mind. To enjoy these beautiful pictures. When the matter is complete, then that pleasure he feels becomes complete. The shav limakoro, it and its precursor, that preparatory kind of tainu, they go back to their source, they're unified. Just as he thought in his mind. So the first part of it is preparatory and he's excited for doing it and then he goes and builds it. The second part is actual. He's enjoying the simcha for what he did and then those two things kind of join with each other. You fulfill that which you were hoping to all these years. And that, of course, is a great feeling. Joshua? <coughs> the first is the pleasure of anticipation. Mm-hmm. Second is the pleasure of fulfillment. Right. Sometimes the first is so great that the, the second doesn't measure up. True. I mean, I, I had that thought as we as we proceed through here. I had that thought that sometimes the actual experience is not as great as what we had anticipated. We'll kind of see. I think he touches on that a little bit, but not quite as we're saying. That first time, that pleasure of anticipation, that was his motivator. That's the makor, that's the source 
of the eventual actual time. So that's his marshal. Says you find these same two aspects in Avodas Hashem as well. To see the Ivdubas Hashem Basimpa, it does say in Tehillim in Mizmar Lasoda, serve Hashem with joy. So that's the actual Avoda. That's the actual Ivdu is done with joy. Ivdubas Hashem Basimpa. The simcha zu he beis ha avoda she obeyed Hashem mekayim mitvosa. This simcha is at that time when you're serving Hashem and fulfilling His mitzvahs. Ayudezet misora bekirbo simcha. A person has joy from that. I'm serving God in the actual right now. Umatzinu od masha kasev omer. We also find another kind of simcha where it says. It's referring to the Malachim. It could be that abbreviation. That could also be. What do we find? In a state of rejoice to be able to fulfill Hashem's Ratzon. Not in the Avodah, but just the enjoyment that I will be able to do so. That simcha is to be able to get to that point where you merit doing Hashem's Ratzon and to fulfill His mitzvahs. So it says, you find both of these in Avodah Hashem too, just like we said by the house and by the guy building his home, anticipatory and actual, the same thing is in Avodah Hashem. There's serving God and feeling the simcha, experiencing simcha at the time. And then there's a, a feeling of simcha because I will be able to serve Hashem. Bruce, you like you got something there. I hate to get this from Peter. Um, but uh, addressing what you said, um, this in, in, in anticipation of something that can really cause so much joy, uh, I definitely, you know, can see that. And I, but I'm sorry to say that same anticipation, linking it directly to Hashem, isn't as easy. I mean, I can see it in, um, in, our, in, in a lot of everyday things, but, but specifically the anticipation of um, being able to serve Hashem and Simcha and, and Purely in, in that pure thought, um, I, I know I'm personally lacking in some of that. It's hard, you know. I don't know about anybody it is else, hard. but which is a shame. Which is a shame because you know the actual experience is very hard, and he's he's going to talk about that. These two aspects. Certainly when a person is in a state of joy and he feels delight, that he will be able to fulfill God's mitzvahs. Like maybe that's the joy in building a sukkah. 
you're anticipating this is the sukkah I'm going to sit in, this is going to be our yantav. So we're building it, and it's all hafana, it's all preparatory. Then when you do the mitzvah, you feel a wondrous sense of enjoyment in the actual fulfillment of that which you had built up to. That tainig, the actual simcha that you're feeling now, is a light that returns back, it's connected to that which you previously anticipated. According to the degree of anticipatory simcha that we had in our heart, so too, the actual doing of the mitzvah brings about its uh, proportional joy. Now I think we all, I don't know about everybody, but same with Josh, same with Ruth, we don't necessarily experience it this way. I think that we experience leading up to it and then we get deflated. Like some, there's something about the experience which again he's going to talk about in a moment that's not always the same as everything that led up to it they're not always you can have it impression is normally always greater right unless something happens that you didn't envision uh, which makes it greater then it's going to always fall short I agree and it could also be that as a product of our times that we have great imaginations and we are just taking things beyond the realistic expectation of the infant with so much fantasy in the world that we live in so uh, you live it so quickly you haven't built up like you know say with how you're writing that sort of thing that kind of thing right uh, but we have the funds for that we haven't been saying I need all your love Perhaps, perhaps also a, a way of looking at that is that the the simple shel mitzvah is you know, at, the, at the highest level is is the mitzvah of of being affecting the shtina in the way that a mitzvah does that I'm having simcha from from because I'm uh, creating a tikkun in the world I'm creating simcha shel mitzvah in, in, the, in, in the truer world. And that we look at the experience as being, you know, what's in it for me, what uh, a self-aware right. experience. Right. Like when he says simple show mitzvah, what he's, what he's uh, hinting at is that dimension of the sense of living the shema. Is there perhaps something from the book that has something special about circus? Because um, a circus you must build ahead of time. You can't build it. You must build it ahead of time. Lots of you could make very something like if you have to, right? I'm saying you should have sure. a child, right? So, the sukkah is, is always different in that regard. And, um, you have to have that hot thunder. You must, you must have. And um, so on the second night, you say, Shach, you know, um, first, before those shavas, I mean, it's not what people do, but if you said it the first night, it's for the young program to the building of the sukkah. Right. The second night, since you already said it, on so that it's only, just for it's only for the young program. So, I heard an explanation that you could have said, Jeff, when you built the sofa right. two weeks ago. Right. 
but there's a little essence of anticipatory thing when you're participating in the mitzvah two weeks before something. So you're saying a brach on the anticipation. Mm -hmm. Very good. And also the Kenyan of the Dalai meaning too, which is, has to occur before Yantan, preferably. Yeah, there are ways to do it if you don't, but there does seem to be a lot related to Afana here well, already. Well, four-day period uh, when you don't have a Veros because you're also right. uh, Very busy. You're on a higher level. Okay. He says from his brother-in-law, I don't know which one of his brother-in-laws, it could have been one of the sons of the Dibetai, because he was the son-in-law of the Dibetai. Shomar B'Shem Chosno said the name of his father-in-law, Kodesh Me'oyel, Sechus Yogen Aleinu. What does that word mean? Is it Me'oyel? That's the name of his place, yeah. Sh'etz Lo, that he had a great and powerful simcha when it came to preparing for mitzvah. A powerful simcha when it came to preparing for a mitzvah. And he said, when a person does a mitzvah, motza acharkach chesronos. When you actually do the mitzvah, you're going to find things wrong. You're going to find chesronos. Shalom asa'u you didn't do it as good as you wanted to do it. Bishleimus ha'ava v'taras ha'moshava. With complete love of Hashem, with complete purity of thought. When you do something, you can always look back at it and say, you know, I could have done that much better when it comes to the action. Avo, however, but the first part, when a person rejoices in that they are Zoha, that God is going to allow them to do a mitzvah. Here there can be an enormous simcha without any shear, with no chesronos. It's just a complete joy being able to fulfill Hashem's Ratzon. Now when you go ahead and do that Ratzon, now we're going to find certain things that didn't live up to what we wanted. But just the anticipatory, that can really reach its highest level. And to even include a hoping to Hashem to allow me to fulfill the mitzvah in its highest possible way, in its best possible way. So there I can really, really reach high madregas in hafana because I can hope for the best. And that's a high thing. That's what he says from his brother-in-law. Yeah. The Yogi is a beautiful Torah and Parshas Gracious where he talks about, or maybe it's in Rosh where he talks about it's um, that what really came into the human brain, the human consciousness, was the co-academia, the power of imagination. So it seemed to me that maybe one of the things that he's alluding to here is kind of like, here's a sanctification of the, the capacity for imagination. 
I'm, I'm really hoping for the best, yeah, best possible mitzvah experience, right. And I think what's interesting is that apparently, I mean, just on the face of it here, I don't want to read too much into it, but the fact that there wasn't a necessarily, necessarily compatibility between the anticipation and the action, that wasn't such a such a big deal. It wasn't so gefarilah. So we really get let down by that. By the way, he's saying it here, it's almost like expected. You're going to hope for the best. You're going to do the mice. You're going to find things wrong with what you did. Okay, everybody, that's normal. Who isn't? So whereas we maybe become devastated by that because it wasn't everything we wanted it to be, maybe it's possible to look at it as normal. That I can anticipate the best thing and then when I experience it, I'm going to experience it and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to find things wrong with it and I'll, and I'll take it from there. And you know what? It's not the end of the world. Well, it's a way of growth. Sure. Because then you sure. Do, it do it better. Right. And it doesn't have to shatter you. We're expecting perfection. I think that's our problem. Instead of anticipating it and then being happy with what you get, we do more than anticipate it. We expect it. And then that's where I think we're, I think that's where we fall. What's that, Yaakov? Yeah, the person who thinks, plans to do a mitzvah and then doesn't do the mitzvah, Hashem still considers it. Mitzvah full of maizah. So, could it be that he thinks he, he may have been better off not doing the mitzvah because he was even at a high level where he could just think it. Very good. Well, he didn't have the actual maizah. I, mean, I don't want to say that, really, because he didn't do the Maisa. So Hashem, Hashem was Mazakim that, that it counted as if he did. It's Certainly it's better to do the Maisa. He's still disappointed. He's disappointed, right? I mean, even if he had that, right. he's still disappointed. Right. Right. But, yes, Chris? Yeah. There's no question that um, we should learn to not be so disappointed and let it affect us, but we, this anticipation and this drive and this these thoughts that are, are, are helping us soar and making us excited, if we didn't do that, like, uh, it might be worse because um, that's helping us probably at least working on doing the action, on, okay? And then maybe we're not happy with it and maybe we didn't do it completely, you know, properly, whatever that means. but. Um, well, who knows what it would be without that, then, then where are you going to be? Right. But I, I think that we need to learn from that, that to, to accept it as normal, that when it comes to the actual Misa, there's always going to be room for improvement, and just to take that in stride. But that's Hebrew Hashem B'Simcha, I guess. Yeah, even, even that, even that has to be B'Simcha. When you do it, you do it B'Simcha, okay, you're going to find things wrong with it, true. That, that's where we're going to grow. That's where we're going to improve. But we should still do it with I think it's a great attitude. It's a great attitude. Well, if, you could, if you could bottle it, would save, it, it would we'll save so much uh, <laughs> anguish, you know, so much disappointment could be could be saved. This is what you always want to have. Hang out with build a big <laughs> <show. laughs> to Make, make a little money from it. Everything so now he goes back to his original question. Ula zeh. Ha yo inyan 
Nisu Chamayim. So now, the pouring of the water on the Mizveah, which was the actual avoda, Ushi'ibas Hamayim, but the drawing of the water was the Hafana for the avoda. That's the anticipation simcha. Shahu b'chinas ha-hafana l'ha-mitzvah davka b'hachag. And there you have that specifically on Sukkot. V'hinei b'asir simei tshuva during those ten days from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur kol margish merirus b'nafsho during those days we feel a sense of bitterness. Alma shepogam b'masa b'chol Hashanah we're thinking about the things we did wrong, we're trying to do tshuva. Vishaheavos Pene Malko, we transgressed against Hashem, the king. Vinyan Marirus Nimshachmi Bachinas Gavuros. And the concept of bitterness, that comes from the realm, from the the category of Gavura. So in those ten days, when we are building up Malfu Shamayim is through Gavura. Restraint, Shuva. Bahainu Mizesh, Kol Echad Margish Mirirus Benafsha, Lumishorat Al Ha'avar. When a person senses bitterness, regrets past behavior, Lumakabal Me'ato Lahashli Mukhol Masa Ritsoni Yisbara, and accepts upon himself from now on to do God's will. Behine Be'emes Kifi Godel Hamirus Asher Hoya Beliba Lamasa Shab. Truth is, according to the depth of bitterness that one experienced during those ten days, Now, when we accept upon ourselves to do God's will, we will do so with great fire. That we want to truly cling and be close to God's ways. And we will feel, he's talking about right now, after Yom Kippur, going into Sukkot, we can feel a sense of real joy that Hashem has allowed us to cast off this burden of our Averos that we've been carrying with us. It's like a person has been walking around with this heavy weight on their shoulders and on their back, and then you get to throw off the, you know, the load. You feel great. So too, a person who has been able to cast off their Averos through the process of Tshuva and Yom Kippur, it should feel like this is a tremendous relief. I'm now much lighter on my feet, I can really serve Hashem with motivation, with alacrity now. So, so maybe that's an insight as well into the concept of Rishon and Hashem These three days are sort of like they're a pink cloud. We're on a pink cloud. Maybe it's not until like the fourth day we get some distance that we start to make a Hashem. They start to register on us again. The Achar so now at this point we have our Averis taken away we feel that sense of okay now I can really do it now the fire we can really get the fire going now to serve Hashem to look at what we're doing 
try and complete Malchus Shemayim, my relationship with God. And to cling to God's way, ways, to be included in when we do when we're doing a mitzvah in God's light, which is planted there, which is the source of that. This is the idea of the days of Sukkot which follow Yom Kippur. Because it is now at this time that Hashem's will is revealed, the Nimkolohem Kolabanosa and our Averos have been fulfilled, Now is the time where the delight in serving God can really be ignited because of that burden that's been taken away from us. So the anticipation now of serving God with joy is very great. It's not just the anticipation of sukkahs, but it's what we just came out of too and casting off the burden of our Avera. So we're in a very good position right now to think about Sukkot with joy. Now, the binyan of Malchus Shemayim, which is the way we relate to Hashem, now it starts to happen through Chesed, not through Gevura. Shehem bechinas tainu va'ava, umaschi lahem bechinas dalad yamim, these four days, where we have delight in Hashem, that He did a great kindness for me, and removed my Averos, which were like a heavy load. Okay, so he's saying here that <coughs> the idea is that we have this unique uh, vantage point now, the four days between Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot, to focus on the joy of the Yom Tov, of the upcoming Yom Tov. And then, if I just, I just want to move ahead to the um, to the end of the Mimer. Just give me one moment. go to the next column, it's about almost halfway down, about 15 lines down with the word Ubazet, the very last word of the line. Ubazet, Muvan Indian Simchas Beis HaShoeva Venisu Chamayim Bechag. Now we can understand better this great Simcha of drawing the water and then the pouring of the water. Sheikur HaBechinas Nisu Chamayim, when you pour the water, Hula Ogar Bichlalus Yisrael, it's to awaken in Kla Yisrael, Habachinas Tainu Bemoach Belev Minoam Hashem, the delight in our mind and in our heart in serving Hashem, Vikar Hatainu Vahasim Chaata, Humimasha Yiskel Lehiskalo Ulehis Yafe Bor Hashem. 
And the simcha there is that we can be included in the simcha of God's light. So then, when we drew the water, we would awaken the simcha. At the time of preparation, because through that we can be zocha to the avoda itself. So he's saying this, that the Iker Simcha, Simcha's Beit HaShoeva, was at the time of Hachana, when they were preparing to do the mitzvah, because that is really when a person's Simcha can be the greatest. Like we were saying before, can have no boundaries with what the hopes of what can possibly be and everything we hope to attain. That's Simcha's Beit HaShoeva. And then it says, according to that, to the level that you might say we lift ourselves in anticipation, the actual simcha of the mitzvah, of the nisu hamayim itself, the hiskalalus, the being included in, in Hashem's life, in His language, that will be elevated as well. So we have the ability to lift the experience as a consequence of how we are looking to the experience through our hafana. So it's so much better to share with I mean, why they didn't do the hachana there? Yeah. I mean, they did it during the actual right. life there, yeah. Right. Yeah, and I'm not sure, but I, you know, there you don't have such a big, uh, such a big hachana. Uh-huh. When it came to drawing the water, they went down, they drew it. It was the hachana was, uh, you know, it was in a pronounced way. I mean, was the wine kept right there? As far as I know, yeah. So it wasn't such a big deal uh-huh. to be making the water. Whereas getting the water, bringing it in, that was a bigger deal. So maybe the focus on it there. Yes, Shakai. And uh, wonderful yemtus to everybody. <laughs>